You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, and we're here today with special guests Antennas and Juchi from Shadowplay in Beijing, who came a long way to be here. It's going to play an hour-long set for us, and then we'll have Antennas on the second half of the show. But for now, we're going to get right into the mix with him, so stay tuned. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.
Red Bull Radio.
to fly from San Juan, Puerto Rico to New York City. And if you're in San Juan in your native land and you ain't standing on no moonlit veranda dressed in a full dress suit with a long cold drink in your hand and you want to get to where it's nice, that's the price. $95 to get to heaven. And here comes another kind of soul to find that in the hottest part of summer it can still get very cold. Quick look around, I'll tell you what's going on. You dig who's living high on the hog and who's the underdog. And you dig what shape the underdog is in, cause you're living where he just been. So you dig him and you dig your host. And you dig who it is you resemble the most. Right on down to the rhythm that moves you. There may be some slight difference in the way you say the word, but Machito didn't have any trouble cutting some sides with bird. They probably had trouble pronouncing each other's name, but they showed how two things could sound altogether different and yet have a familiar ring because they're the same thing.
listening to Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick. We're just in the mix for an hour with Juchi, who's here uh, all the way from Beijing, where he does the Shadow Play party. So thanks for that. That was a fantastic set. And now for the second half of the show, we're here with New York's Antennas. Um, welcome. Thanks. How's it going? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty... Um, Pretty excited about the music we're hearing in the background right now, which is uh, off of an EP you have coming out on The Bunker in a couple of weeks. And just wanted to talk about that a little bit because this particular record has been like a really long time in the making. Um, I started the label in 2014 and I, I don't know if you were literally the first artist I approached about being on the label, but definitely one of the first three. So it feels uh, really nice to finally have this coming out. Um, so maybe first talk a little bit about, you're, you're known as Antennas, but this one, the project name is Anti-Meridian, and maybe the difference between these two projects and why you chose to use a different name on this record. Uh, sure. Um, first of all, thanks for that uh, lovely introduction it definitely has been um a journey and a work in progress um and i do recall that the uh connection really started um at your house when i was taking apart the uh telephone switchboard that you had in collecting dust in your uh hallway and that was before i even um knew how to make music i just was interested in learning how to make instruments then so i think that definitely speaks to the the process that was um involved where you know as a as an artist i had to figure out different types of palettes that i was interested in working with and i think that the the decision to work with uh different styles and as they emerge uh different aliases not that many but perhaps when uh, the work seems to call for it is is based on uh, in a way um, a chance to um, I would say erase the ego in what a what antennas or what antimeridian conceptually has to be um, coming from being a painter before this I definitely felt that I worked in thematic series before so I might have a project that uh, encompassed a particular mood and it had a different type of uh, it had a different name and I would want a different project to be listened to on its own and not necessarily have to be tied to the first one so I think perhaps the uh, decision to do that has to it's it's stylistically, I think, more uh, about melody and building complexity in that as opposed to the, um, I think, leanings towards rhythm and abstraction of some of my other work. So I just wanted to um, have the project be connected by having the first couple of 
um, letters be the same, so antennas onto meridian, but to still have them occupy their their own space. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that all <laughs> that totally makes sense. And to go back to the the switchboard for people who don't know, it was I don't know how long ago this must have been. You might remember what year it was, but I. I think I posted on Facebook, I had this old loft in Williamsburg and there was a switchboard in my loft that I think like some really ancient thing where you would call the operator at the building and they would connect you to whatever room. And it was kind of cool looking, but it was giant and taking up all this space in our loft. So I just posted it on Facebook actually. I was like, does anybody have a use for this thing? Thinking somebody would want it for a movie set or just a cool looking antique to have in their house. And you kind of blew my mind by saying, yeah, I really want that because I want to turn it into a synthesizer. And that was that your first one? Like the first yes, project was, building something? That was absolutely, sorry for the pun, but it was instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say that because... It, they're very difficult to procure, you know, they're, they're extremely heavy. And so it's not something that you can just place an order uh, and have it delivered. Um, so by being able to go somewhere locally and see it and take apart the uh, sections of it that were useful for me musically allowed me to create a prototype that I could then present to people who were working in telecom who might not have understood what I was doing, but because I made a working prototype, I was able to, for example, share documentation to um, a guy who works in Warner, New Hampshire, and he owns a telephone museum. And I had been in communication with him previously to that and he kind of didn't seem to understand what I was trying to do because it's not... I can imagine that phone call being a little confusing for Yeah, him. <laughs> it's not like they're... The, the connection to me between um, um, especially analog or a modular synthesizer and the patch bay interface of those early switchboards, it was something that was an epiphany that happened in my mind as soon as I saw one but... It's it, you would have to have the context of understanding or at least familiarizing yourself with electronic music in addition to that. So when I'm approaching people who are really fully, fully ensconced in telecom history, they might not necessarily get the reference unless they have an actual example in front of them. So the fact that I was able to make a working prototype that I could then share documentation of to others working in telecom made it open a lot of doors for me and so my second instrument came from him because he saw he finally said oh i i can yeah. kind of see what you're doing now right and did this all did this all lead to bell labs somehow the and maybe talk a little about your that project because i think it's really interesting and something that a lot of techno artists aren't doing anything like this. You, you do a lot of uh, kind of more, I guess academic is the right word, like academic work and residencies and performances as well as playing at the bunker and in places like this. I would say that the uh, academic side or I would, I would say interdisciplinary would be a good word for it or multidisciplinary. Okay. Um, I've been... My background has always been in the the visual arts, 
and so making paintings, making sculptures, making my own frames, um, all of that was not only tied towards creative expression, but I felt that there was also a craft to it, uh, working physically with real materials. And so uh, all during that time I was creating visual works that I could see and feel and DJing and uh, coming across synthesizers in particular, modulars at first, although I would expand that to just analog synthesizers and you know, I use uh, Ableton and digital processes too, but the the impetus came from working um, working at NYU on lighting installations and pursuing my visual art and just accidentally stumbling upon an old synthesizer. And I felt that finally I could combine my interests in music and in art because the outcome of music um, has always been, I think, the most emotionally compelling in real time way for me to be able to communicate um, my ideas and my emotions the best and my interests. But at the same time, I feel really built towards art and having, uh, having something physical that I'm working on or a craft as well. So the uh, it's it's really quite beautiful to be able to um, work in different fields and make connections and sometimes I feel that they're uh, separate from each other but it's getting less so it's getting much less so um, that there's a lot more uh, interdisciplinary collaboration and cross-pollination in programming that I've seen at, um, events, venues, festivals, and so I think it's just a really brilliant time to be exploring different avenues. So uh, the, the original question was about Bell Labs, and so <laughs> sorry about that. Um, yes, Bell Labs collaboration came about through uh, a residency that I uh, had last year um, with Issue Project Room, so that that's um, a really wonderful experimental music sound and art space performance space and it just so happens that they've begun working with bell labs and the uh, archives seem so perfectly matched with uh, the projects that i'm doing that it just felt like a natural uh, combination of uh, elements so my last my latest performance with uh, Issue Project Room was to take uh, different objects from their archives, old replicas of phones, uh, liquid transmission phones, and um, really uh, a lot of rare objects that I could just go through and make music out of them. I, I uh, mined some 90s cell phone motors um, took the motors and made a sequencer that would control the intensity of the motors and then I would attach those to different objects and so I would say that would be my first realm into uh, electroacoustic work. Right and what um, you've mentioned a couple times that you used you used to paint or you still paint um, I'm wondering was there like a specific 
moment or event or something that inspired you? Because you've been DJing for a very long time. So what inspired you to really move kind of headfirst into music production and building the instruments and just really going in a more musical direction versus the visual art? Interesting question. I've definitely thought about this too. Well, I was in school to pursue installation art and science-based art because I wanted to be close to electronic music, but I was still thinking of myself mainly as a visual artist. So I thought if I work with interesting interactive lighting and visuals, um, especially pursuing optical art such as inspired by Dan Flavin or Olafur Eliasson, these types of artists, then the I could create visuals that are the other side of the same coin that electronic music resided, you know, working with more visceral and um, I would say uh, phys- phys- the physics of the material, not, not so much making an illustration of something such as a painting, um, but working with the actual physical nature of light. And so I was happily pursuing that for about a year. And you you have to realize that when you move to New York and you're pursuing something, you don't have a lot of free time for hobbies, or at least that's what I found. Yeah. So for me, I was in the past able to do both, uh, be involved in electronic music and visual arts. Well, I found that when I moved to New York City, I just didn't have that kind of time. And so for a full year, I was very cut off from all electronic music, anything. And uh, over the summer, I just remember um, this one, the, the summer in between my two years in school, uh, I took a break and went to uh, the Movement Festival. And then I went to Mutech, which was a week later that one summer. And, and I just sat in the theater, I remember, at Mutech, and I felt this emotional calling to say, you can't leave music. You just can't. Um, You've, you've been away from it for a year. And, and it was, it was powerful. Uh, It was actually during a Tim Hecker performance. And I just wrote down in my notes and there were tears coming down. And I just said, you know, you, you can't leave this world. And so it was, it was really, um, I think something that was needed but perhaps it just took uh, an, an experience of being in the quiet with music like that to uh, to make me realize what I already knew inside. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think one of the things I've always admired about you and your work is that you, you take it all very seriously and you you're not like quick to release something or send me something to hear. Like you really want it to be right and really took your time to, I guess, work on your craft before you started releasing things and playing out. But here now, really in the past, I don't know, it's been like a couple of few years, you've really like your your touring schedule as a DJ and these the academic work we were talking about, like it's all really increased at a very rapid rate. And I'm just wondering, because it's something that I think a lot of artists maybe listening wonder about like how you manage your time to do all this because maybe something people don't know about you but i know like with each dj set like you spend a ton of time thinking about what you're going to play 
and how the records are going to go together. And of course, the same thing with your academic work. So I'm just kind of wondering how you managed to get all this done. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder too, trust me. <laughs> Uh, well, it, it doesn't come easy for anyone, I don't think, especially because, you know, there's a lot of distractions around. So I think it just requires um, a lot of personal conviction to feel that, um, I mean, I don't come from a perspective that there's just all the time in the world to do what you want to do. I feel that, you know, time is something that should uh, never be taken for granted or um, you know and we all fall to that you know coming into uh, like going on social media which you know everyone has this conversation where you fall where you just lose hours and of course when I catch myself doing that I think back to perhaps books that I've read that talk about things like segmenting your time with intention you know I make lists I really like making lists and uh -huh. I uh, I try to think about um, what is my intention for the morning or what is my intention for the afternoon and of course you're going to veer off of that and there has to be time for improvisation and um, play and just taking a break of course but uh, I think if you're just driven so that you're unhappy if, if you're not doing this well I think maybe it's just a pursuit to feel okay as yeah. well yeah I can totally identify with that just getting up and having the goals for the day and wanting to get things done and not feeling good if they're not done yeah um what else should we talk about? Probably not much more. We should we should play some music, actually. <laughs> yeah, we've talked for a while. So we're going to go into the mix with Antennas for the rest of the show. And be sure to check out her Antimeridian Project EP, which is out on The Bunker in a couple weeks. And you can get more info on that at thebunkerny.com. And now, yeah, we're going to go into the mix with Antennas for the rest of the show. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.
listening to the bunker new york on red bull radio we've been in the mix with antennas we have about five minutes left in the show keep her in the mix um be sure to check out her record coming out in a couple weeks on the bunker as anti-meridian and you can pre-order that you can find the links on our website thebunkerny.com thanks a lot for listening like i said we only have about five minutes left here and we will let antennas play out for the rest of the show you've been listening to the bunker new york on red bull radio